and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash HEFpod, where all the latest news about the Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language can be found all in one easy-to-find place. Uh, you can also email the show. That is Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, Eintracht had the weekend off, you know, kicked back. I watched some hockey. Kind of ended up turning out to be a, a little bit of a turd. <laughs> if anyone was uh, paying attention to ECHL hockey or my Twitter handle at the time. Uh, but more importantly, Eintracht has moved on to the Europa Pokal. We're going to be facing off against Basel. Excited about that. Uh, that means that this coming Thursday, we're going to be busy for two Thursdays in a row. We're going to have two matches per week. And if you're wondering what match is midweek this week, it is, uh, well, it's supposed to be uh, Eintracht versus Werder Bremen part two, but, you know, uh, our delayed match against Salzburg did not do, well, did us favors and I guess uh, didn't do us favors. It depends on what you look at it. But here to preview Eintracht versus Veda Brand. The uh, quarterfinal of the Deepe Pokal is our favorite uh, Werder Bremen uh, expert and head of the Kansas City Bundesliga group, uh, Doug. Doug, Brian, great to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back, Brian. And, um, you know, it's been a miserable year for me <laughs> in an otherwise amazing Bundesliga season overall. But uh, for my club, Bremen, it has been a rough year, but really good to be back on your show. And, and you guys are doing good things. We definitely appreciate that. To look back on the season that has happened for Werder Bremen, Eintracht versus Werder ended up at the Stadium being 2-2, a rather thrilling encounter as per usual. If anyone is wondering what the usual goal count usually is, we average about three goals per match outside of one relegation six, uh, 16 pointer that we had at the end of the 14-15 season. I don't think I'm ever going to get that that entire week or that entire two weeks of my life back as we then went to the relegation playoffs. Uh, we jubilation. both probably lost a year off of our <laughs> lives that day. Yeah, that, I think that's an understatement, to be sure. But... Let's look at what Werder Bremen has been up to. So when we were facing off against you in early October, you guys were averaging a really nice clip. You were able to put in usually one to two goals or in three goals per match. You were letting in a goal per every single match. You didn't have to be fair. Uh, then it started becoming more of an ongoing joke that Werder Bremen hadn't had a clean sheet, but hey, you were still picking up points. And we have had a grand total of six points picked up in the Bundesliga since match day 11. Um, I kind of want to know, what, uh, what? how did the wheels fall off? Boy, I mean, we don't have two hours. So um, to, to just kind of summate it, I mean, the whole idea at the beginning of the season was, and this has been a consistent thing with Bremen, is that we were playing for Europe is what our goal was. That was the team's stated goal. And kind of the like a consistent thing that's been happening is we started racking up injuries. 
Ooh. And so the last time we played Frankfurt, it was kind of supposed to be this idea like, well, if we can weather the storm, we're going to be good. Well, the injury bug never went away. We haven't been able to figure out our defense. Oh, and on top of that, we stopped scoring goals. Um, if you know anything about Bremen, if it was, it's been a tradition recently that, yes, we will give up goals, but we will score goals. And so um, a, a big part of this is that we just don't score goals anymore. And so now we're in 17th place and pretty, pretty desperate times up in the north of Germany. One thing that I definitely have noticed about Werder Bremen is this kind of penchant to be able to be open and attacking, something that Kofeld has like made Werder Bremen as such. Um, one of the transfers that did leave, and uh, you know, you can never tell in the first couple months of the season whether one player leaving is really going to become a massive impact, but Max Kruse going off, bleaching his hair, going off to play at a certain club in Turkey at Besiktas in Istanbul. I mean, he was, he to me seemed very much like one of those players that, uh, that he was able to meld a team together really well. And you haven't really had, without him there, once, as you mentioned, the injuries started piling up, then you're not just able to manufacture a patchwork team that was still at least getting points. Uh, and now the attack's gone dead. The defense, the defense, even though you guys have healed a little bit, there's still a lot of there's a lot of injury concerns yeah. and the cohesiveness. I think on such a long-standing you know run of bad luck, I think it's all coming to a head, but. Big time. Max Cruz seemed to me as a guy who really made you guys tick as an offense the last couple of years. Yeah, and so clearly that's a, a major talking point of the season is, is, is that he was not um, replaced. However, I think um, I, I think most people knew pretty quickly early on at, towards the end of the season that he would go. And so this is part of my personal problem with this club is that they made a big, big investment in a guy like Nicholas Fulkrug up up top because, um, and he tore his ACL and out for almost the whole season. Um, signed guys like Yuye Osako, and we had him last year. And ironically, at the very beginning of the season, he played very well, and now he's decided he's going to just fall over and give up the ball every time <laughs> touched. And so, yes, there's no answers, and then. Even guys that should have been stepping up, such as Davy Klaassen in the central midfield, um, as well as um, uh, Maximilian Eggestein, both have seemed to either been stationary this year or very much regressed. Um, because I think clubs have very quickly decided, press high, take the ball away from Bremen, and you neutralize them. And that's it's been a very easy game plan for every team. And it doesn't seem to be that whether you argue it's out of injuries um, or tactical, um, this team has lost all confidence right now. That sometimes can be like the thing that really kind of turns a team season around. You could have, you could be a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. Uh, I will go with Union Berlin. They have added the only things that they have added are some pretty old legs, yeah. older than I think than either of us in some cases yeah. with some of those players that they've added, and yet 
their team mindset has been able to help them get to now a position where they are in the middle of the pack of the Bundesliga. Yeah. Whilst Eintracht has gone through its own, uh, hit its own peaks, and as recently uh, as we ended uh, the Hinrunda, uh, our own valleys, and you guys are kind of in a valley right now. Yeah, and that's, you know, the interesting thing with Bremen is that it's really amazing. We haven't scored a goal since December 14th, an offensive goal. We've gotten a couple own goals with the other team. But but yet, we're the one team, it seems, in the world that is going to go with our coach no matter what. Now, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that this is is somehow going to squeak us through, but... Um, one of the things I think with Bremen that's been a problem is the stated goal at the beginning of the year was to play for Europe. And, and one thing I think everyone from top to bottom didn't catch soon enough was that wasn't happening and that we're actually in a relegation fight. And so the, the words were coming too far that, yes, we're still going to fight for Europe. Yes, we're going to still fight for Europe. Until it was just impossible to ignore that, A, no, we're not going to fight for Europe. We're fighting to to stay alive in the Bundesliga, and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely, I admit, there if there's a whole, and it's pretty divided, ironically, a group of people that are like hashtag Team Kofelt. And then there's a whole other group of people, which I admit I count myself in as Team Kofeld Rouse. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I get he's a good coach, I think, and... But when you can't score, I think it's almost to the point where it's harder that we haven't scored a goal. And I guess I don't get why we're sticking with the guy. I can totally agree on that point. Uh, I seem to remember the 2014-2015 season in which Eintracht went to the absolute wall. We had to bring in uh, Nico Kovac. And everyone was thinking, are you really going with this guy? I mean, he is kind of a hard guy, but he doesn't have any club experience. And hey, guess what? We ended up being able to pull our butts out of that fire. Yeah. Is it time? I mean, this is a pretty busy week for you guys. You have, after uh, the Pokal match, you guys have Hertha Berlin. Mm-hmm. And Hertha Berlin has been absolute. Uh, basket case thanks to Jurgen Klinsmann you know you can almost say like thank you Jurgen yeah. if, if if you're yeah. able to uh, kind of survive that but you have a lot of really dangerous matches coming up next you like Leverkusen Freiburg and Gladbach uh, mm-hmm. like Leverkusen Freiburg right before your international break yeah. is there I mean that then leaves you only with seven matches to go after the international break is mm-hmm. it I mean either way that you look at it do you believe that it is long since overdue to uh, Sack Kofels and here's the question if you do go that route who do you bring in? I can think of a firefighter that you could bring in, but he's got a certain uh, 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 stick now fish uh, vibe about him. Yeah, so <laughs> clearly I felt it's been way overdue. I felt when we lost a few weeks back at home, um, what was it? Was it Union Berlin, I believe? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, I felt it should have been then. But but in reality, it sounds like from what our, our management is saying that this isn't going to happen. Um, to answer your question, if it was to happen, you're right. You can't just fire a coach and not have something else. And so I just read it. I don't know why he would come here, but um, 
Herzog. Um, there was a rumor just the other day that Herzog would be available. Um, I think Brayman is very disappointed in what just recently happened that our game Sunday was canceled. And, and it is what it is, but um, there's been several things from our president and, and our sporting director saying that they took the, advantage, the rightful advantage away from Frankfurt, but now they've put a disadvantage to the other team. Right or wrong, that's their comments uh, maybe that might interest your listeners, because I do think Bremen saw this week as saying, hey, we're at home to Frankfurt, we've got the Pokal, then we go to Berlin, where are we? For a, for a bunch of people that have stuck with Kofeld, I don't know that they know where they are now. You know, I don't know that we will see, even if we lose the Pokal and to Berlin, that we will... They, I think they're going to stick with Kofeld. Um, crazy enough. But um, I think... I just think that's where they're going with this. But we'll see. Well, I mean... There's always, so long as you guys can be able to kind of pull off the matches, so long as you finish in 16th, you at least have one thing to look forward to when it does come to a relegation playoff. If the Zweite Liga stays at its current standings, and we all know what kind of fireworks would be set off uh, in a third versus 16 match. Uh, in case anyone has no idea what I'm talking about, that is uh, the Nordabi uh, Hasval has gone from the leaders of the pack of the Zweite Liga, then being upended by Bielefeld, who, let's be fair, uh, they're going to go up, and it's going to be nice to have a traditional Bundesliga club yeah. come back to us. Yeah. Smaller. Kudos Bundesliga to them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of which traditional uh, traditional club of Stuttgart or Haasvall is going to be guaranteed joining them. But, you know, hey, we can have one person uh, join the pod for that next season. I'm talking about someone in Topeka right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far away from us. We'll be able to give a good insight on as to Stuttgart. But sticking back to Eintracht versus Werder. With what you saw in the most recent match uh, for Werder Bremen, is you in the you have in the Rook Ronda we've had a own goal victory over Dusseldorf, so you check check that box. Uh, you've already, I mean, you've just not been able to get more than just the two own goals. Another own goal going against FC Augsburg in February, and since it's been Union. Leipzig and Dusseldorf and in those orders, in that order, that have uh, shut out Werder Bremen. Has there been progress seen? Because I at least saw some life against Dortmund in the you know anticipating that we would be playing at the weekend. That didn't end up happening. But when you did play them in the Pokal, yeah. I mean you've gotten a lively zero two in my opinion loss in the Bundesliga, and yet you also had a just memorable 3-2 victory also in the Pokal, continuing your undefeated run at home in the Pokal, it should be right? said. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very interesting because, um, yes, Bremen played better against that last match against Dortmund, um, and, and and then, like you said, in the Pokal, for some reason, it was the that last Pokal game for Bremen, it was like, who is this team? Because I just haven't seen that at all this year. And you were hoping, oh, that's the spark to get us going. And then, no, well, we crapped the bed again. And so <laughs> I, I I, don't know. I, I do think, um, speaking to tomorrow's match, it's going to be very interesting because I've been reading in some uh, Bremen news that people are arguing you should just run youth players out. 
and focus on the Bundesliga. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to put their best team forward, um, especially since they didn't play on Sunday. Um, but it'll be interesting, and I, I think that they will be there to fight. Ironically, I, I feel more hopeful about tomorrow's match um, than I would have about last Sunday's match had we played, and it's just the way this is going. Um, home in the Bundesliga is no longer the fortress it used to be, um, and so I, I think it'll be interesting. Like, Bremen went early to Frankfurt, is my understanding, to train, and then they're going to leave immediately from Frankfurt to go to Berlin. And so it's just interesting. If they're not outwardly saying it, inwardly they know they're freaking out right now. Um, and, and rightfully so. And I, I feel like it took them too long to get to this stage. It's never it's never an easy thing to be going through a relegation fight. Werder Bremen's had a few. Kofeld pulled you guys out of the fire before when Alexander Nuri uh, was saved you. Yep. And then... Kind of was in the process of sinking you at the time when mm-hmm. he was uh, fired. Hey, at least you know he's still at uh, he's a, still at BSA at the and, at this very and, moment. And now he's sinking another club. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the right time for us. It I I would definitely say kind of like when the Bundesliga lost last year when the Bundesliga lost both Haasval and Stuttgart. I said this and eh, I said. It, um, no, Hosfeld went uh, the year before with Cologne. I said the loss of so many big Bundesliga teams will hurt the Bundesliga as a whole because then you don't have, you know, is your Paderborn going to be bringing 5,000 traveling fans from the north all the way down to Frankfurt? No. And that kind of atmosphere that gets mm-hmm. brought to all those other stadiums, I think, is something that will be missed and people always say hey if you go down you're able to hit the reset button well i mean how many times have we seen that with cologne we're starting to see that with stuttgart Haas foul has yet to come up and considering how big of a club and realistic trends yeah. that they are it's kind of scary of what could be is that something that has crept in oh sure <laughs> because i also think the clubs you mentioned it's a very different scenario for Werder Bremen. um we, we don't have that, we don't have uh, Mercedes-Benz that Stuttgart has. Um, Hamburg, of course, has a lot of investors up there. Um, Bremen itself, this is maybe in a symptom of what's been brewing a long time for a lot of truly traditional clubs, is um, you need to have investment to even do well in the second league. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Hanover. I mean, Hanover this year is doing quite poor. Um, in the and they have plenty league. of money for that division. Correct. And so I, I think it's a 50-50 for Bremen because they do have a lot of... Um, for, for a club in the Bundesliga, I, I, don't, I think they're mid, mid-pack of how old their team is. So in one level, you could argue, okay, yes, it's time to shed some dead weight. And there is a lot of dead weight on that team. Um, but the flip side is... I think I read the other day it's it's a fifty million dollar fifty million euro um, would cost them something like thirty five direct to the club and then another fifteen million euros to the city impact of relegation for Bremen um, other other cities even Frankfurt included I think can absorb that easier than maybe Bremen can they they don't have these big oh if you will traditional industries that prop up the club. Um, even Bex is no longer owned 
in in house. Of course, it's that that uh, global conglomerate Inbev, and so it'll be interesting to see. The club claims they're in good financial footing, and in some ways, I think they're right. Um, but I don't think it's just that easy to to bounce back up. You hinted right there at something that not having an investment. Werner Bremen is a club that has prided itself on not just the 50 plus one rule for everyone, but it is still solely owned by its members. Something that has, and something we wanted to talk about a little bit uh, to get away from the Pokal match, which is, uh, we care about the Bundesliga, both of us, so much. We talk about it ag nauseum to the point that our spouses are just like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <several> occasions. <laughs> exactly. There is a big protest movement going down from the rest of the Bundesliga as uh, the 50 plus one rule is being flaunted in certain places. And Two places it is flaunted, but it's accepted because what were they set up? They were set up by the companies for their workers. I'm talking about your Bayer Leverkusen, your uh, Wolfsburg. These were set up for the fans, and right. the companies have been like, you know, this is for our workers to enjoy, and so we're going to give as much as we can so that they can enjoy their that you know, that home work-life balance and have them have something special to do at the weekend. Because like they did the other week when they wanted to protest Monday matches is because, well, half the guys were still going to be working in the factory. So they were right. looking to look out for their their fellow teams. The two that really make me, that make my blood boil are Hoffenheim now and uh, Leipzig. Now, Leipzig, that's in and of itself the biggest scourge to all mankind now i think what they do on the football field is actually pretty amazing but Mm -hmm. that's just the players and the tactics and then you're just like wow i wish i had that coach well we kind of missed the boat on both of that (laughs) to be fair but hoffenheim having a gentleman who grew up with the club but then says you know i want to invest in the club well you know if you or i as card carrying members of our clubs gave the come gave the club money. That's one thing. And I think the the fans would be like, you know what? That's you putting your own money, giving it to the club because you love the club so much. Not only did he do that, he did five, ten, fifteen steps more, and then taking over, basically taking over the club in and of itself right. to the point that he makes them tick. It's different than I would say Kuna at Hasval where. The ultras themselves are like, yeah, we're not really all too okay with this. And I would say that has kind of led to the demise of Hoffenheim. There was nothing there to begin with. They were way down in probably the 6th or 7th division. And, you know, when the fans protest saying, we don't like you because you have not let things grow organically, I think the fans had a right to protest. I did think that... The Dortmund fans are louder than everyone else, and they kind of set things up so that knowing that the Dortmund fans would protest, and some with a banner or of sorts, or maybe the Ultras would say something funny that wouldn't be yeah. exactly PC, something we have heard at our own uh, local soccer sure. club, <laughs> that got right. them in hot water, and... Everything is blowing up now. Uh, you're and having I think protests at Gladbach and by Bayern and by Union. 
I don't know where this is going to end other than like your average Joe who in Germany who sits, uh, or Franz in this case, <laughs> uh, sorry, bad joke there, uh, who's sitting at home or in a bar, you know, enjoying a drink with his family or, you know, letting the kids run around while he just says like, hey, get away, don't let me watch my football. Um, is the... Is the Bundesliga going to be leaning towards what the average, you know, casual fan who just wants to watch them on TV, are they going to start driving where the Bundesliga goes next? Because I see the hardcore elements who are there week in, week out yeah. as the ones who make their opinions heard, but it's the outside fans who are not there on a regular basis or just watch it from TV who will dictate how the Bundesliga goes forward. Well, I think you, you bring up a good question because I think this is actually going to be the big fan versus DFB showdown probably for the next half a season. Um, I think in reading more and more about the fan protest, I think the fans see it that way at least for sure. The ultras see it that way for sure. Because, I mean, what, what they're saying is 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 what Hoppe's doing. is It's not just that he's trying to skirt the 50% plus one. But part of the reason you hear, I mean, they basically at, at all these stadiums called Hop a son of a whore, um, or a son of a biatch, whatever. <laughs> Trying to keep it a little better for if they're... If oh, swear, 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 swear as much, okay. swear away. They're calling him a son of a bitch, um, which is interesting. We've said worse at our own Sporting Kansas City matches. Correct. I stood next to you, and we have actually said some pretty <laughs> disparaging things that I then had a very interesting talk on the car ride home. I'll yes. Myself there. Which, which, so one of the things that's happening here is that Hop has said some pretty inflammatory things himself. Sure. He has he has equated the the reaction to himself as with sexual discrimination. Think about that. He thinks that people calling him a son of a bitch is on par with sexual discrimination and he thinks it should be dealt as much. I think that's horseshit. And and this is why the ultras are saying that's why we're using such strong language. Is it sometimes over the top? Absolutely. Could they have a case to go after those individuals? I think so. But here's the big thing. A sponsor, SAP, which Hop is behind, mm -hmm. of the Bundesliga, now all of a sudden is trying to equate what these teams and clubs and fans are doing um, with blanket statements that says the DFB was not going to do in the first place. One of those being to um, place blanket uh sanctions on a whole group of fan base and but that's kind of what happened in this last game mm -hmm. they left they they aborted the game and then kicked it around and so they they, they said all right if, if some group of people make this over the top statement which again is in a reaction to his own at least those fans perceived own over the top statement then it'll be interesting because for me, the best thing about the Bundesliga is not that they can spend the most money. They can't. But it's it's the culture of fans. And anyone I meet, I think the DFB would be killing themselves if they forget that. Because um, it's not like sports in America. And I'm sure you've touched about this. Teams in, in Germany especially, it is a culture first, then sport, then a business. Now, people might argue those that order... But whereas America, I think it starts as a business, um, um, and, and then those other things stream down from there. And so I think it's really actually hard for American fans to even understand the protest. 
and it took me a little bit of further reading to to make sure I was on understanding where each side was coming from. So it'll be interesting. I think it's the big fight of the DFB, and it's not going away anytime soon. It's something that I would like to hold on to because, for me, as an Eintracht Frankfurt fan, uh, we've had our plenty of our protests. Plenty of our fans have gotten in trouble because we say Shazadepe, you know, uh, during matches. Right. Hey, that happens on a, I think it's practically weekly basis, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was a Shazad Red Bull that was in there for Leipzig and then also against Salzburg. Now, granted, then something else happened during that uh, first leg match. I don't want to get into that exactly because that's going down a rabbit hole that I don't really intend for us to do here. Right. But I do think that the fan culture is something that in Germany that needs to be maintained because that is that is the thing that makes puts German clubs way above everything else that is done in Spain. Yeah. You have your full stadiums. You have your full stadiums that are loud and chanting. You go to an England uh, match in England now with some exceptions that are out there. It might as well be a library. Right. You know, your away fans, there might be half of them who uh, stand and chant in that sort of fashion, but, you know, that's only like 1,000, 2,000 people out of a stadium of like right. thirty to 40,000 who are paying uh, in the prices for one ticket that might equate to half of your season ticket to, in the Bundesliga. To me, something, a story I like to tell, and it's true, I mean, I'm a nut, so I've, <laughs> I've, I I save my hard-earned pennies to try and get over to a couple matches a year. Of course, it's Bremen, but I've been to, I think, I think it's been about different, seven or eight different Bundesliga stadiums. Um, and something that has happened at every single stadium I've been to is I've met someone from the UK. And and the same consistent story happens every single time. They tell me that they've flown to Germany, bought tickets, went and had a good time, actually can drink a beer looking at the pitch, um, and get a hotel and fly back cheaper than their own local club. And so I think that's something that the uh, uh, DFB realizes. I think they do realize it. Um, but they're also fighting some people that are giving into that whole thing of if we just let people invest and, and deconstruct the 50% plus one, then we can be more like England. A, I, I, don't, I don't think they'd be as successful there as they think they'd be. And I think they'd be selling a lot of things short if they ended up going down that route. Totally agree on that. Circling back to the Pokal match yeah. that we came here to talk about. Um, so, Eintracht versus Verde. It's going to be a loud bumper crowd at the Waldstadion like it always is. But hey, when you have away fans who are going to make a lot of noise too, it's going to make it awesome. So, as the other quarterfinals are going on, how are you seeing the result going for Bremen? Yeah, it's uh, like I said, there's some talk. Will they even play their whole squad? Um, I think they will. So, I think you're going to see as many as we have available of our main squad, which every week we seem to have someone new go down with injury. Um, but I do think, ironically, something happens to Bremen in the Pokal. And so I don't think they're going to roll over and die in this game, even though they probably will come Saturday in Hertha. But I think this will be a really interesting match. I think clearly being that it's in Frankfurt, I think the advantage is 
clearly to Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, but it's going to be tough. I could really see this going to extra time, which might be terrible for both clubs. Um, we got a busy schedule. Yeah, yeah, you guys have a busy schedule, um, and I, I could honestly see this going to extra time, and um, mm. which is ironic because in some ways it's like what what does Frankfurt? I mean, I mean Bremen have for this, and other than it just is they they are up for pokal games. They they know there's this intensity to it, and um, that's I think something to watch, but. Uh, I think in the end, Frankfurt wins just because of just the talent right now is better. Um, we had another, we recently signed a center back from Hoffenheim vote, and he went down last game we had into injury. <laughs> and so even if it seems like it's a requirement, if you come to this club, you've got to get injured before you get to play. And so I think just sheer um, talent right now, I think that will probably pull Frankfurt through. But I really think it's going to be a dogfight. I, I think... It, we will. I think we're actually going to score a goal or two. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well I will say this much that I do think that the Eintracht is going to come away winners. It's going to make our fixture list even more congested. I just got to keep on hoping that you know Schalke happens to upset Bayern, so we don't have to play a Bayern in the next round. Because don't gone. we all hope that? You know? Oh God! Uh, if anything, that is like the one real desire that we want to have happen. And hey, you know, as saw Brooklyn just beat uh, Dusseldorf in penalty, oh, so them. good on for those guys. So they're moving on to the semifinals and will host. Probably the longest that they've ever gone in the... Oh, it's got to be. And that's the kind of stuff why I think be careful of Bremen tomorrow. It's just pokal matches do something for teams that are really outmanned in talent, which Frankfurt is more talented than Verda Bremen. But there's just this sense of, yes, we can do this. And it'll be interesting. I think it will be interesting indeed. So, where can you watch this in the United States of America? Well, which is where we both uh, reside. So, ESPN, the broadcast rights holders to the Pokal and the Bundesliga, starting in next season, will be showing this on a various on their various platforms. So, the ESPN app, you can stream that through there. They are going to have this on over-the-air TV, not over-the-air TV, uh, on your cable uh, services. Uh, ESPNU, the college sports station that is run by ESPN, will be showing this live. And it's also going to be on ESPN Deportes. So, uh, pretty nice layup that those guys are doing there. A little basketball pun right there. Uh, it's actually a doubleheader on Deportes as they're going to have uh, Union versus Leverkusen. We hope that that match uh, does not go to extra time, that it is well and truly done like so that we can go straight to the Eintracht versus Werder Bremen uh, match. But we've got our opinions here that Eintracht's going to come away with the victory. We think that uh, it's going to be a tough road for Werder Bremen going forward. But, Doug, uh, what can we kind of promote for you, and where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Sure. So um, if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, I'm at, at Casey Bundesliga. So you're going to see, of course, a lot of Werder Bremen stuff, but Bundesliga things in general. Um, Random as, White Sox stuff. And White Sox, <laughs> and even a little politics here. So, you know, if any of those things... Uh, are, are things that make you queasy uh, best to stay away but otherwise follow <laughs> us um, otherwise it's just more a promotion that wherever you're at no, no matter where you're at no matter what team you're following um, 
Get things going in your local communities. We, we had KC Bundesliga um, start with pretty much me and you, Brian, <laughs> sitting in what a place we called Soccer Applebee's that catered like every other place to the English Premier League. And and now I think that our group is probably, besides maybe uh, a Philadelphia group um, and maybe maybe one other, probably the largest Bundesliga contingent in, in our country. And... Um, it's really exciting to see because we've got a lot of people that root for a lot of different clubs that come together at, at we've got a great home, Casey Beer Co. And, and so wherever you're at, um, it's a great league. It's a great um, style of football to watch. And so grow it. Start it with two people and then let it go from there. Um, that's where things like this podcast and, and other social media things have become really cool that you can – Though it's 4,500 miles away, you can bring that into the um, livelihood of people right here in, in North America and beyond. And, and so just, just do your own thing. Don't, don't follow us, but reach out if you're looking to grow it in your own city um, and, and make something happen because it is a great league and it's worthwhile to, to spend some time with and obsess over. Yeah, well, I can wholeheartedly agree on that, Doug. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, folks, for listening. Uh, this is the latest episode of Hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt. You can follow us on Twitter at HEFpod. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HEFpod for all the latest news in Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. So from all of us here uh, in the lovely office uh, <laughs> Kansas City, uh, enjoy the Pokal. Remember, uh, ESPN streaming services will be able to provide that for you in the United States as uh, free to air also in Germany and in the UK. But from all of us here at Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, cheers. Cheers. Hey, I'm Frankfurt, la 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 la. Hey, I'm Frankfurt, la 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 la.